You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. Hope you're well, regardless of where you are around the globe with this bloody awful COVID-19 virus going around. Please stay indoors, stay isolated, stay safe, look after the elderly. Please do that. Anyway, down to business. Who have I got coming up for you? I've got a bloody good one, actually. I really enjoyed this conversation with the great Ross Friedman, a.k.a. Ross the Boss, the former guitarist in Manowar. He's still in The Dictators, and of course he's got his own eponymously titled band, Ross the Boss. And they've got a new album out. It's called Born of Fire. One of my favourite albums of 2020, without a doubt. We talk about a whole bunch of stuff here, not least of all promoting this extraordinary release. Really hope you enjoy this one. Here he is, Ross the Boss. Andrew. Hello, mate. How's things? How are you, buddy? Mate, I'm good. I'm hoping you're surviving this bloody corona thing and making your businesses uh, or as managing as best as you possibly can, no doubt, with the enforced lockdowns and everything that's going on. It's a, it's a shit show, bro. Yeah, I know, mate. Yeah. It's a shit show for everyone. Where are you? UK? No, Australia. Australia, ah. Yeah, so we've just had, um, the only thing, mate, that's still going for us is that I've got two young kids, mate, so they're still going to school and I'm happy for them to do that. But, mate, outside, oh, yeah. of, outside of that, mate, we've just been told to stay inside. Non-essential services such as shopping centres and malls and all right. that sort of stuff have been closed but, down. But you guys you guys don't have it so bad there. I mean, it hasn't really, uh, I mean, it hasn't, uh, I mean, how many cases do you got in Australia? Oh, I don't. I don't even think it's a thousand yet. But you know, like with we've got, we've got public health care. So what happens uh-huh. is, as soon as anybody gets sick, mate, they're on the hospital doorstep, right. and right. and it's a it's a massive issue, mate, just to try to uh, manage the loads. I think even at the moment, with people thinking they've got the virus when they don't. Even though they have a simple cold or something like that, you know? Absolutely. That's the issue, mate. And these poor bastards in the emergency wards and in the public hospitals uh, here. Overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, so. the fucking world. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's a shit show for everybody. Believe me, New York, I'm in New York, I'm in ground zero here. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we're really, I mean, you know, well, every tourist in the world came here, especially from Iran and China. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and China just fuck. you know, those people are just, you know, that government is just, the Chinese government is just, just they're just pricks, man. They're fucking corrupt as shit, mate, and they're arseholes. They're corrupt as yeah. shit. They're corrupt as shit, and they let their that let those those markets, you know, those people mm-hmm. have those markets where they're eating fucking, you know, centipedes uh, and bats and shit. Yep. They're eating whatever they can eat. I yeah. mean, I, you know, and believe me, they're I, I love the Chinese people. I mean, they're they're good people. They're a beautiful mm-hmm. culture. But they eat fucking anything that there's put in front of them. I mean, it's just it's just disgusting what these people eat, you know. And I guess they're forced to eat it almost. It's uh, eating exotic shit. They've been doing that forever. I mean, yeah, you know. it's it's just the storage conditions. I don't know. It's like where do they get this shit from? Some yeah, some some of some of the animals are, are, are quivering, hmm. and, and and you know, dogs. Are, you know, they fry dogs live. Yeah, you I've know? seen that video. They're horrible. Yeah, they don't fucking care about nothing, man. And that's why we have this. And that's what happened. I I got memos from the government from 2009 about this this whole thing. And mm. it's just the same. It's the same thing. These people are just out of fucking control. They're out of control. 
Yeah, and it's, mate, in, in Sydney here in particular, it's a bit like New York and that, oh, I mean, I don't want to get the figure wrong, mate, but I think there's up to something like eight or 900,000, almost a million Chinese in Sydney yes, at any given time. I know. I was uh, thinking about Well, you know, it's Sydney. you've been to Sydney many times, mate. I was born in Sydney, right? So it's very uh -huh. different from when I was born down there, mate. And uh, yeah. a lot of Chinese, and I, I don't have a fucking racist bone on my body, brother. You know, my wife's half Filipino, half Croatian, my kids are mixed heritage, Me whatever. I, but I couldn't care less. But you know what I'm saying, man, but I mean, yeah. fuck, I mean, you can't have such a massive influx of people like you've got and not expect to experience some sort of, uh, well, let's call it what it is. It's a catastrophe that we've got right now. And the Chinese people have a social metric score, so they can't talk out against the Chinese government, even in Australia or the US, mate. Otherwise, the it affects the family back home. Yeah. The problem, the problem is, is that they knew in November what this was. They knew it. And their doctors was, were that were, were trying to warn the West were were, were jailed, mm. and they were and they were and they're dead now. Yeah, that poor That's bastard, right. the whistleblower doctor's dead, right. long dead, isn't he? And this is the he, thing. Mate. They knew, they knew, and they didn't say anything to anybody. Uh, Mike Pompeo, our Secretary of State, said, "Listen, if the Chinese government came to us in November and said we've got this problem, could you help us?" They said we would have helped them. In five seconds, we would have had the best doctors in the world there trying mm. to help. Yeah. You know, they kept it quiet. They yeah. kept it fucking quiet. And yeah. That's, and, they, and they're responsible for it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the, the conditions of the people certainly led to it, but the responsibility is ultimately the Chinese governments. And there was, right. there was a statistic recently. I mean, you, I mean I'm, I'm across so much news media, so I can't remember the source, but apparently it was if they'd only notified... The U.S. authorities, the West, Europe, Australia, two weeks before they did, we could have contained it, apparently. That's right. Did you hear that one? 95%. Yep, 95% contained, it would have been. Yeah. And um, just, just unbelievable. It's, it's just the recklessness of it all. It just... It's just I don't know what to say. Well, I think we've got to. I, I think we've got to go back to having sovereign borders again. So no more EU and all this bullshit where people can just travel across borders without scrutiny. And this is the issue. It's well, you know, our president, our president was right, a hundred percent right yeah. with his borders, and everyone called him a racist, and everyone called him a racist, even back on uh, January thirty first when he closed the borders from Chinese. Yeah, you know, our first, our first case was detected January twenty first in the United States. Yeah, and uh, the board, he he stopped he stopped he stopped the uh, influx from Chinese from on on January thirty first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, you I, well, I think I think you've got the right guy in office. I think we've got the right guy in office in Australia too, with strong border protection policies, and that's that's just mm -hmm. about keeping people safe from harm. That's really all that's about, and also documenting yeah. who the hell's coming in. And if you can't do that, you can't contain something like this. And people on the left, especially right. the extreme left, need to get into their fucking thick skulls. You know? Did you see that? Did you see that fucking idiot fucking mayor of Bergamo? That uh, one of those one of those Italian cities that uh, he instituted hug a Chinese. What like an back asshole! In... Yeah, what yeah. an asshole! Yeah, yeah. hug a Chinese because it's we're not racist. Great, yeah. you're not. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, a, you know, I've got to tell you, mate, you know, remember like up until three weeks ago, the climate change thing was front and mind of every mainstream media outlet and all the lefties and all the rest of it. How quietly oh, yeah. that has gone. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. It's not important anymore. Apparently, great is not important anymore. <laughs> Believe me, I get so much shit from the left, but I mean, I have a lot of friends on the left, and but they, you know, 
I have a good relationship with them because I'm I'm not like an overtly Ted Nugent type of guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, the case for strong borders. No, no one's no one's talking about that no more, huh? No, Mate, <laughs> it'll go back to it. It has to, and that's why I see Trump will get in again, uh, and that's yeah, great. Sure. He'll get in again because he needs to. Because you simply imagine imagine having Joe Biden and his team and oh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez managing this shit. Imagine they don't that. know where they are. They don't know. He doesn't know where he is. He's the, he's got dementia. You know, I mean, look, I believe that this is going to there's enough time for the, the economy when this flattens. There's enough time for our economy to come snapping back. Mm. And, uh, you know, in November. And I think he's going to I think Trump is going to level Joe Biden. He's going to level him. Oh, it'll be embarrassing for Biden, won't it? A total yeah, embarrassment. It's going to be like my well, It's going to be like Reagan Mondale. Remember that? No, it's, God, that's the uh, back in the eighties, isn't it? It's a little, it's a little it? yeah. too far. It's a little too far. From <laughs> I'm 41. I remember most, but yeah, oh, sort of. That's right. Yeah, or I remember Everyone most. I talk to with a lot younger. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's great, mate. You know, and and look, I, I got to. I'll, I'll talk about the music because I got to tell you, mate. I, I really, uh, I am enjoying this album. So Chip sent it through to be on uh, Thursday or Friday, right. and uh, I had to count, mate, that it's your fourth album. And uh, yes. I mean, I think you've got your name to something like forty official releases or something like that. I really didn't realize how prolific you'd been over the last forty years or so, forty-five years or so. Um, and and look, I've got to say, look, I, I I'm not really a Man of War fan anymore for obvious reasons. Right. But I can't, yeah. your your shit, I still love. I'm never going to bag any of the stuff that you played in, or probably up until 1996 with the band. I know you weren't in the band then, but I think they still have. Idiot. Eighty-eight was my last year. Eighty-eight was your last year. They still sort of kept Kings it. Kings of Metal. Yeah, that's right. Kings of Metal, but they still Joey was still sort of borrowing a lot of your ideas for years afterwards. Kind of like what Metallica did with Dave Mustaine, if you know what I'm saying. Oh. You know, so I I actually think Blood Sworn uh, is definitely your best solo album. I think you've taken the ideas a few steps further on this because the first thing that I noticed. Yeah, the song quality's there, but mate, the recording quality, holy shit. That's my first question for you. Look, as an indie, it's never easy to capture your sound the way that you've done on this album, but how did you do it, man? Because I remember your live guitar tone. It actually sounds like you've captured your live guitar tone. Everyone says, everyone compliments me on my guitar tone, and uh, the thing is, uh, I'm like the guy that just takes my guitar and plugs it right into the amp, and I get my sound out of my amp and mm. and my guitar and my fingers and my heart and my brain. <laughs> you know, it's 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 just the thing that I've always done in my life that you can. But people say like, you know, like uh, I just had a I just was talking to my boy Albert Bouchard from the Oyster Cult this morning. He's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna play drums on the new Dictator stuff. Nice, um, beautiful, yep. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was in a band called the Brain Surgeons with him and. He goes, no matter where you are, no matter what you play through, everyone knows it's you. You know, I could tell you, I could tell it's you a, a mile away. Yeah. And I go, well, that's a great sign. I mean, my, my, my sound this time, uh, I used the, my, I mean, you want to know what I did? Yeah. Tell me, go for it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, I used a, I used power angle powerball two, hundred watt mm-hmm. with a Marshall cabinet. Then I sl- then I used a EVH fifty with a Marshall cabinet. Mm-hmm. Then I used uh, I have a di- uh, I use a digital design uh, eleven rack, and I've customized my sound on it. And I use that too. So I had 
all these signals, three signals ripping. And I mean, we worked on the, the mic placements and we worked on the tone. Everything, was, any any one of those signals could have could have stood up on the record. But I had three of them. And when I sent that to Sieb Lieberman from Ordinal Gain, who mixed the record, he, he, um, I mean, I think he just, I haven't even asked him what I did, what he did. I didn't want to know. Hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't <laughs> want to know what he did and what he used, even if he replaced it. But he didn't replace it. I know that. And um, I think he just enhanced it. Uh, I just think that the sound that I got is just, I, I don't know. Um, it's pretty perfect, say- man. It's its near to perfect. I've got to tell you, I listen to a lot of new shit, man, but I'm really drawn to your guitar tone. Being, being a guitarist and bassist, mate, I love hearing gnarly heavy metal guitar. You know, yeah. and, and this is, I reckon, in spirit, mate. You've always had a lot of spirit. I was just before we got on the call, I was watching a lot of your old dictators videos, and mate, you haven't changed really. No, it's great. I, I don't, I, I don't think I have. I mean, I just, I've remained true to who I am, and I'm like, uh, you know, I just, you know, my guitar. That's that's what it is. I think I've got. I, I'm in my room here. I got about. 15 guitars i mean i could probably get this i get that sound out of they're all set up i get it out of any one of those guitars yeah i bet yeah yeah you like, like Richards. The, yeah i'm from the i'm from the school of uh, angus young me and him were my buddies you know we played at this came up at the same time mm-hmm. and i'm at the school i'm in the school of just plug in and go i as a boy i used to go to the Fillmore east and 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 watch bb king and and uh freddie king albert um you know, and those guys, uh, Johnny Wint, they just come on and plug into the with with their cord on. Like, Where's the amp? You know, and that's kind of like Chuck Berry. You know, that's the kind of thing that I was. I said, if you can't, to me, I mean, if you can't get your sound just by plugging into an amp, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't need any enhancers on it. Well, I, I don't, I'm, I don't put anyone down for using pedals and stuff like that. It's good. I'm not, you know, whatever gets whatever gets it for you. Yeah. You know, go for it. I'm I'm not one of those snobby guys, but as far as I'm I'm con- I'm concerned, I'm like Angus Young. You just plug in and go. Yeah. Don't think about. It. Just do it. You yeah. know, tweak that amp. I know how to tweak amps so I can get. I hit the sweet spot of an amp. You know, it's not too. Yeah. You got to know how to back it off. You know, and and work it and round it up, and you know, you have to know how to mic an amp. You know, mm-hmm. you got the, you know, but that pretty much is it. Just put a mic on my amp. That's what you got to do. That's what people do. My sound man goes, it's unbelievable. It's just, I just put, that's, I, he, he can't believe it. You know how he, this guy Renee, and he just, mm. you know, he loves it. He loves micing me. He loves uh, mixing me. And um, I think as, as far as guitar tones, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah, well, it's just you, mate. And it's as I say, I was watching those dictators videos, and man, you stand. Uh, I think it's right in saying stage right. So when you're looking at the yeah. video, you know you're saying on stage right there, and mate, you're kind of out of the limelight a bit, which is a shame. Back in the dictators, back in the day, but I mean, there's one of those. Mate, when I say out of the limelight, you're you're one of those guitarists who just. But when it comes in. You can't help but go. Where the hell are you? Okay, there you go. The video guy just wasn't quite capturing you in some of those oh, yeah, like videos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about because I'm, I'm, I was, I always set up on. The, I mean, I'm on that side, hmm. and that was the side that was pretty much buried all, all the yeah. time. Yeah. And, and Scott was like right there in everyone's faces, and I'm like, what yes. the fuck? I mean, and it's not that I'm putting any Scott, my buddy Scott, down, but you know, that's just the way the the, the theater was and CBGB's was. And we played there 35 times, and we closed the place. 
And yes. um, <laughs> that's just the way that, that's just the way it worked out. I mean, but there are other videos. I mean, uh, uh, Winterland and other other stuff like that. But you know, it, it's just. Uh, <laughs> but there's there's one way. Where's one way? The one way you're shredding, and. Yourself and the singer are looking at each other, mate, and you're just shredding, and you're looking off practically into the corner of the room. But you've got this gnarly lead guitar hammering over <laughs> the top of this awesome—I'd call it—you call it power punk, really. I suppose, really, wouldn't you? I mean, in yeah. some ways, you know, because it was very MC5, very Iggy and the Stooges, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and absolutely. and for someone like myself who isn't that familiar with the Dictator's music, I feel like I've got a lot of catching up to do. No. Uh... You know, it's a, it, it, it's a truly great band, and um, I'm I'm glad to report that we're we're going to record it. We're, I, we've started again. I've done three free tunes already. Nice. And yeah, so uh, the the new the new original dictators, minus Mr. Manitoba and uh, the me Scott Andy and Albert on the on the recordings. Mm. So we'll see. As far as touring drummer, we'll have to see. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, hey, I'll we'll, we'll just go back to talking about uh, by blood sworn again because um, you mean born of sorry, uh, yeah, born of fire. My sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, born of fire. Blood, yeah, by blood sworn was the previous one, but this new yes, one. Sir. Okay, so I talked about the songwriting uh, before, but let's go into a bit of detail here because you've come up with some stuff, and now that I've listened to the dictators, I can actually hear the link. I can really hear the link in that you've managed to blend. Uh, and I'm really familiar with your solo stuff and your Manowar stuff, but this is the first time in years I've really heard someone really nail a blend of melody and straight-up raw punk-infused heavy metal. And this is really <laughs> reminiscent of the stuff that you wrote with Joey back in the day. And I reckon, yeah. and I don't think I'm going out on a limb here, but Denied by the Cross might just be the catchiest and gnarliest song you've ever written. And I know yeah. I haven't listened to everything, and I'll say that, but certainly all of the stuff that I've I've heard. Now, that cut is stadium quality. And that's something that Joey hasn't been able to do for fucking, I don't know how long, ever since you were, you were in the band, maybe, that long. <laughs> You know, so no, it's only been, I don't know. It's only been uh, 32, 1988. When was it? <laughs> it's only been 12 and 20, uh, 32 years. Yeah, I don't 32 know. years. Is that a lot of time? I don't know. <laughs> These days, yeah. I mean, but look, but, but do you feel the same way? Do you feel, you, I feel like as though, I'm not going to say it's a renaissance because you never went away and you've always produced quality music, mate, but you're coming into some a, a really rich vein of form here. You know, thank you. Thank you for, for that wonderful thought. I mean, um, we working. The thing about the band is, um, we we've been together uh, th with this lineup with Steve Bolognese on drums, which was possibly the finest drum performances I've ever. I mean, mm. the drumming on just ridiculous. And um, he having a drummer like that, and having a band like that, having Mike Lapon, which I think he's who I think he's the best bass player in the world right now. Mm. And um, nice. having a guy having a guy like Mark is so versatile on his vocals, and he can you know. I mean, you, you, you know, you, you're getting everything from him. And uh, having having a band like that is really the strength of this record. It's not just me. Well, it, it's me, but it's not it's it's not just me. My band, my band is is is, I would say, probably one of the greatest bands now. Mm. And I, I give them the credit because uh, um, they brought out the best in me. We were we actually we brought out the best in each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we we played these tour we touring and touring, you know, blah blah blah, and that's why we're so we're bummed now. We can't do nothing. <laughs> our whole yeah. our whole April tour was canceled in Europe. Yeah, yeah. So, but what we can what can we do? But anyway, 
for the staying positive, the, the record, um, the songwriting came together because we had to. We had to. We had deadlines to meet. And it yeah. wasn't even two years since By Blood Sworn, the yeah. previous album. And the label goes, you got to make a record. And I'm going, Andrew, I mean, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, really? I got to make another record? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't want to make another record. Must I? And they'll yes. yeah, if you want to tour big like you just did, you have to make another record. I go, okay, all right. So I go, so let's try to do this a different way. We can't, we can't, we can't grind it out in, this, in, in a rehearsal room because we're not together. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we did was uh, uh, we started, started with our demos. We started um, asking for contributions from everybody. Everyone contributed, contributed songs. And we worked these songs up. We worked, it, we worked the arrangements up, which is the most important thing. We worked the arrangements up. And like Mike LaPone was pretty much, you know, if it wasn't for him, I mean, he was, he's so, so, uh, so important on this record. So we, we worked these records, up, we worked these songs up. And um, I, got a, I got a song from Stu from Death Dealer, who's a, an Australian fellow. Mm-hmm. He's a Marshall. Nice. You know Stu? No, I don't. I don't know him, but I'm just glad you're connecting with some Aussies. <laughs> it's good to hear. Oh yeah, no, I'm, he's, he's, my, he's in he's in my metal band. He's in a band called Death Bailer with me. Okay. He uh, he wrote Maiden of Shadows. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So I, we got contributions from everybody, and we put these songs together, and we cut them as the demos were. I said, and since so Steve went into the stu- Steve went in. We went into the studio, and Steve cut 12, 12 tracks. The way they appeared on the on the demo, you know, we 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 screwed around with it, some some of the arrangements here and there, but pretty much the way we brought the demos into the studio was the way we recorded them. Mm-hmm. So once the drums once the drums were down, then we started the guitar rhythm, guitar bass rhythms, leads, blah 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 blah. Yeah, the pyramid. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, built it up. Yeah, and to our to our surprise, and we wasn't surprised. The the, the sound was so tight. We're so tight. We're so united. So, so everybody's, you know, pushing for the same thing. We got heavier. We got louder. We got faster. Hmm. You know, and just, I, I think, I think the record fucking exploded. I think I just, we just, we just nailed it. We just nailed it on the fucking head, bro. You did, yeah, you did, man. Maybe that's that spontaneity, you know, that punk heritage that you bring. Uh, you know, you really are one of the U.S. punk originals. People forget that. You know, I've of course had heard of the Dictators, but it's that, it's that spontaneity, and that you bring right. to heavy metal, and you capture the essence and an energy and a fire. You know, it's a good name for the album there too, "Born of Fire," because there's a lot of fire on this one here. So, is is this? The band's obviously gelled. Is this the same one that you toured with in Australia in 2019? Yes. It is the same. Yes, yes we just came. We were just were there last in November. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's the band, and yeah. you know, well, that's the band that's been destroying crowds. We've been destroying festivals. If we do the Manowar thing, it's like we we do that, and then we add like three of our new songs, and you know, so pretty much uh, that's where we've been. We've just, I, I was talking to a guy from Sweden Rock Magazine and he goes, you guys are known as festival wreckers. <laughs> really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we, Not a bad you know, rip. We go on and it. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you know, so listen, it's hard work. It's nose to the grindstone. It's no ego trips from anyone because mm. I won't tolerate that because I don't do it. I'm not like a guitar player that stands on the stage, one side of the stage, and the rest of the band is on the other side of the stage, like like some guy we know. And, you know, 
I don't do Indeed. that. I think that's bullshit. You know, I'm a team player, man. I, I think that the band is as good, you know, you're as good as your band, man. And yeah, we, that's, uh, I, I give all my, I give all the credit to my band. Well, you're a class X brother for that, you know, and, but I mean, look, you can hear that cohesion though. You, there's a cohesion here within this that doesn't happen unless you do have an agreement before you enter a studio being a musician, I know that, you see. So I've done sessions in the past where I haven't even known the name of the people that I've been playing with. Right. And and I listen uh, back and it feels a bit disconnected. And I don't have the same feelings toward those recordings. Right. You know. Right. I know. I mean, listen, when, when, when you're putting doing doing sessions, it's, you know, I've done plenty of those. You just go in, I go in and then and play, you know, what I hear and that's it, you know. Hmm. You like it, you like it, good. Right? You know, it's like that's just the way it is. But uh, you know, when you're doing your own project, and you know, you can have, you know, it's more personal. I mean, you're doing, especially you're doing your own music. Jesus Christ! Mm. I mean, you got, you know. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, look with with everything going on. I mean, how is it's? I suppose through interviews with people like myself, you know, podcasters, uh, you know, blog writers through the world over. Are you just going to step up the interviews because the touring thing is not a possibility? Because I'd really hate for this album to be buried, men. Well, you know what? That's. I mean, I've done, I've done more interviews on this record than than a Chip has really hooked me up. I've done Jesus. No, I mean, 50 interviews. I mean, I've really done. Mm. If you know anyone wants anyone to talk to me, I'm, I'd be glad to talk to anybody. Um, I think I'll hook you up. De Dennis Gray from the Australian Rock Show. You probably know him. You know, he's interviewed you a couple of times, but I'll, I'll, I'll message yeah. him and if it's okay with you, man, because I know he'd love I to. Will, I would be an honor to talk to any, any one of your friends. And, uh, you know, I think that what's, what's happening now with this record is that slowly but surely people are really waking up to it. I mean, this is not just a. I, 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 I'm not touting my, my my own my own product, but this is not an ordinary record. And uh, mm, agreed. A, I think it's a special record with a special bunch of songs at a special time in in, in, in metal and, and special time in the world. And that mm -hmm. uh, you know, listen, we're going to pick it up when when everything gets back to normal, hopefully, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do our thing, you know, mm. and. We'll, we'll we'll get it going, you know. They can't our, our band. They can't bury me. No, no, it won't happen. No, no too no. strong, mate. <laughs> You've been through too much. I refuse to lose. Believe me, I refuse to lose. I I refuse to lose. And and you know, we need warriors, not warriors. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, we do. It's times. Of, it's times of resistance that the real, the people with backbone, men or women, stand up and choose to be counted. It's That's in these right, moments man. in history that it actually happens. You can either choose to, and I'm not talking about hiding by physically hiding. I'm talking no. about what you choose to do with your life, you know. That's right. How positive you choose to be. Because that's about, at the end of the day, man, we're all literally, this is the first time in anybody's collective lifetimes, mate, that we're all literally all globally in this together. That's right. You know, so. But so that's being, that being said, I'm going to go donate blood tomorrow, so. Oh, good on you, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to do what you got to do, haven't you? You know, it's all karma at the end of the day. Put it out there, yep. you know. And look, when we last had a chat, you'd, I think it was the, the day before or something, I was very close to it anyway, you'd finished up doing that excellent show with Keiko. And yeah. he's since put together a band featuring ex-Judas Priest bandmates, and I'm really happy for him, and I'm so excited for him that he's done that. Cause I, yeah. I, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you're right, you go. Yeah, no, I, I know, I know, what, I know what you're saying. Uh, I was, uh, we were honored that KK played with us, and 
it was kind of like the first time in 10 years. This can't be. I mean, I just, you know, I'm saying to each other, holy shit. And uh, mm. it was a great thing that it happened. And, uh, um, uh, you know, I knew it was going to do, I knew something was going to happen. I go, listen, if he, yeah, I said, you know, because I had offers for him to join us to play, play tour shows. How much money? I mean, it was like, you know, mm. and then he, I don't want to play. I don't want to tour, blah, 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 blah. But then he did, you know, I think the spark got to him. I go. I said, "KK, we played four songs. And I, I want to. It, it went by like a like a like a lightning. We want. <laughs> I want. Let's play more. I mean, and he goes, "Yeah, man, I know what you're saying, man." So he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, um, yeah. So I, when I heard that uh, he he was putting a band together with Ripper and Dave uh, Dave, uh, Dave Elson and yep. um, the, the, that whole thing, and then he did. I said, "They're not going to tour. Watch this. They're not going to tour." Hmm. And then the next thing is is a record. Okay, so then I know they're going to do a record, which is great. And um, uh, as far as touring, you know, he's 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 like I don't know, he doesn't, he's, he, I don't know, he's a little lazy. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, he, I don't think he's willing to do what I do. So no, he's know. he's a bit old. He's almost I think is he over seventy at this point? I oh, think yeah. he'd be close so, to it, wouldn't he? If not he's over, a little. Old. I mean, listen, I'm sixty six, but I'm I'm not shit. Is that right? That's oh, right. Man. I'm six nineteen fifty four. I'm I'm. I'm 66, but I'm not really 66. <laughs> you sound like my, in your late 40s, mate. I, I yeah, just, people, yeah, people people just can't believe I, you know my energy level, and I'm a workaholic, and uh, and I don't care really about my comfort when I'm on the ride. I just don't give a shit. I, as long as my band is is taken care of, you know, I'm willing to do things that other people will not do, mm. will not put up with, and uh, but you know, <laughs> look look what's happening. So. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you were know? you were you a bit like w- what KK was doing there? Have you ever had? And I suppose it must have happened. But promoters reach out to you, wanting you to. I mean, you wrote the early Manowar records for God's sakes, and uh, oh, to, um, yeah, Joey and I did. Yes, but you know what I'm saying. Your your fingerprint is all over them because the band sound noticeably changed once you left, or a couple of albums yeah. after you left after they ran out of yeah. your ideas, really. But sure. have you had a lot of promoters say, "Look, we want you to play." the early Man of War albums, one or two of them just front to back. You know how that thing's a big deal. Well, days. that's what we just did. We just did that. We did a whole tour of uh, Hail to England. Was that um, was that in Australia that you brought that down? Because I thought yes. that was the Ross the Boss show. That no, that was, that was Hail to England and Ross, you know. Yeah. Everyone knew we were going to be, you know, we we're going to feature our, feature Hail to England. And a lot, of, a lot of the shows, we did the whole thing front to back. Hmm. I mean, it's only 35 minutes, so. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. so we were able to play a lot, you know, a lot more of our, you know, the classics and, and the standards. And we play, and the way we play is we don't, we don't bullshit on stage. We don't, we don't talk. We don't uh, explain things. We just, you know, we just, we just come on the stage and let it rip. Yeah. You know, like Ed and ACD. We just, that, you know, and the dictator. That's what we do. We just let it rip. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the punk ethic, you know. There's no fucking bullshit, man. I, I, I do not tolerate that, you know. And mm. the way we go stage we just go on stage united and just you know oh i can tell yeah yeah look it's look i'm sorry for not realizing that from the perspective that it's i i try to get out as often as i can but i've got two young kids and i've only because yeah the, i don't worry about it 
you know, because okay. they're both school age these days. So I can get in the last six months, man, I've caught up with the guys in Croatian of Conformity Metal Church. Uh-huh. It's been it's been unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, but it's just been difficult for me to get out. Now I remember I remember a little bit about that, but yeah, that's the, the what's your thoughts on that whole revisiting the past thing? Is it do you think it's a positive thing in, in the fact that it's an you're honoring the music that you wrote back then, or would you much rather play the Ross the Boss material? I would I would much rather play the new material all the time, but I understand the yearning for people to um, to, to to hear it like it was, mm. you know, uh, and that's what we do. That's what my band does is 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 perfect and as 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 it was, you know, without the bullshit, you know. Um, I, I you know I I can understand that, but because people are still listening to those records, you know, and it's like. It, it's never changed. It hasn't mm. changed. People like I listen to the records that I grew up on. I mean, I listen to Live at Leeds at least once a week. <laughs> I listen to Sgt. Peppers and I listen to Are You Experienced? And I listen to, you know, BB King Live at the Regal. And I listen to, you know, Muddy Waters Hard Again. And I listen to, you know, all the stuff that I, you know, the Beach Boys. I listen to all the stuff that I was, that, that I was, you know, I grew up on. And um, mm. so I, you know, you know, you know. Whenever I want to hear a great guitar player, I listen to George Harrison. You know? Oh yeah. I, you know, I, you know. Come on, and I, I or you know, uh, Scotty Moore and Elvis Presley and the, the real guys. You know, oh you know. yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. whenever I, you know, because I'm not like, I'm not going to say that the, the new guys are, are no good. I, I will never say that, but I would say that everyone has gotten it from somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and, and then, you know, I'm just like honored to that people listen to me. They've been listening to, I mean, my first record was 1975 with the Dictators. And, you know, to, for people to say, I still I love this record. I, I can't believe it. And then, then I love, I love Battle Hymns. And I love it. So, and, I, and I love the new one. And I love this. And I love, I just listen. Hmm. All I can continue to do is the best I can do and play every show like it's my last show because hmm. it might be, because I might not wake up tomorrow. And when I say that, <laughs> Fans, Let's they, hope so. <laughs> they hugged me to crying, and you know, it's like, don't say that, Ross. I go, but that's the truth, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, you never know. And so, so I'm like, so I'm like, I'm honored to play. I'm honored to 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 be in the business, uh, no matter which way it goes. You know, I'm going to be there. My band is going to be there. We're going to continue to make music as long as people want to hear it. And uh, what can I say? I mean, it's just. Uh, People want to hear the old music. They're gonna. I'm gonna play it for them. Yeah. You know? and yeah. They, now they now they want to hear the new music. So it's 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 like the best of both worlds. I mean, it's like. Yeah, that's I awesome, one, mate. Yeah. It's yeah, the, I got one foot there and one foot in the, in the new in the new in nineteen in twenty twenty. You know, so. Yeah, there's too many artists though that ignore whole swathes of their catalog. You know, and that is part of your catalog of work. Your broader. Uh, pantheon let's call it that it's a pantheon it's a big great you know structure that you've created mate made of music Ooh. and and the thing about that is mate you will have some fans like myself who borrow from some of the old like i definitely heard of you when you're in man of war that's when my first awareness of you came about and then Ooh. hearing you come back out sort of in the uh, mid-2000s or thereabouts with Ross the Boss. It's a real thrill for people like myself because we we really cherish those old albums. But no, we... That's great. You know, I mean, they're an important and integral part of our lives in the day-to-day, particularly as, as youth. You know, when, you, when you're young and you haven't sort of figured out how to talk to girls and all that sort of shit, you know, music's your outlet. 
really important yes. outlet that one there and it, it be bond it bonds with you and it becomes part of your spirit you know you know man of war your early man of war deicide megadeth cannibal corpse morbid angel faith no more great all these, mm. these bands and and without them king's x living color you know i could go on you know all these great of bands course. and and they become part of your psyche and they actually inform who you are as a person to this very day that's how important heavy metal is and and your your I contribution to it I believe so. And I appreciate that. Yes, we are, you know, just like I have my, what's important to me is, is the music I grew up on. You, the music that you grew up on is equally as important to you, hmm. you know, shaped you into and, and to what you are, you know? Indeed. And uh, so, I mean, that's where we are. I mean, it's, it's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we're, uh, we're the product of our, our influences. <laughs> Especially as musicians, mate. Such a, I yeah, couldn't live without absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, I, I couldn't live without Even like you, mate, I have to play music. It's something that I have to do. I have to be in front of a crowd playing. If I'm yep. not, I don't, I don't, the most satisfied I ever feel from an individual pursuit is mm -hmm. from music. Nothing. You know what? I was telling my, I was, I was talking to a friend of mine and like, I'm going, you don't know. He's not a musician. I mean, he goes, there is no feeling that I can express to you what I get when I'm, when I'm performing. There is no drug. There is no medicine. Hmm. There is no drink. There is no woman. There is no, there is no, I, I just can't describe the, the feeling that I get when I'm, when I perform. It, it's, it's just like, uh, it's, it's magic. I mean, the adrenaline rush that I get still. It's just, if I could bottle it up, I'd be a multi-billionaire. <laughs> That's right, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think Steve Harris said something similar. He said if he could bottle it and sell it, he wouldn't. He'd, make a he'd be a billionaire, but who knows what it is, you know? <laughs> it's true. He's absolutely right. You know, he knows. And mm. um, that's that's the way I feel about it. It's, uh, you know, I, I, listen, if I can't, if I'm like, uh, I can just, just playing is just a beautiful thing, you know, and uh mm be able to have done this all for, for this long and maintain it. And, you know, there's been lows and highs and lows and of course, but, uh, mm. just to, to, to keep going, you know, and especially now with this new record, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're on fire. <laughs> yeah. You're on, mate, you literally are on fire. It's such a great album title. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I just like, I just, I got to pinch myself, you know, because we worked so hard and it looked, it, it was like in the middle of all that hard work and deadlines and just this and change this and Mark, I need hooks, I need hits, I need hooks, I need metal hooks. And that's, that's the one thing, his genius, he's hmm. provided us with these great lyrics and these great metal hooks and fight the fight and, you know, uh, denied by the cross, you know, all, that was all him, you know, all those okay. lyrics and he's a, ge and a genius kid. I mean, it's so much, so much talent. And, um, so yeah, you know, I said when we were doing this and we, we got to make this by the AFM needs the parts in December. I go, what? And we had to go to Australia in November. What? And we had 70,000 tons of metal to play. What? You know? And it's like, yep. we should be working on the freaking record. I mean, it's like, so, and, and my engineer, he, you know, he's a, he had to go to Germany for some, some touring cause he's in a band called the blood feast. Okay. <laughs> he's like CJ Sosha, and he's like he's he's he brought took my computer and all the parts, and he was doing editing in his hotel room, and feeding him <laughs> to Seeb at the same time. I mean, it's like, oh my god! I mean, it was like, uh, but we and we made it, but we made it. And once it was done, I said, guys, once this is done, well, and and once we heard the first mix from Seeb, it was like, holy shit! 
Mm. It was like, uh oh, I think we we fucking nailed it, boys. And uh, yes, you're onto something. For a change, it, it was so beautiful. There was I can't think of anything I would change on that record. I mean, you know, hmm. it's like uh, looking back on, you know, like how you do the recordings and looking back, oh, I wish I changed this, I wish I changed that. For sure. <laughs> There's a lot of them. That's, well. that's why you do your best at that time. You're just, you know, you don't you don't take no for an answer, you know. Uh, I think that you can just, you know, you do your best. I mean, you really do your best and you believe in it and with all your heart. I think that's... That's the key. Yeah, that's all you can do. But also be, being true to yourself too, which you've always been. Absolutely. That's that's the big thing right there. Not doesn't matter what sort of music you're playing with. It's funk, disco, jazz, heavy metal, that's it. blues. Okay, whatever. what kind of music there is? You got to, there, There's a way to play, and you know if you can play it from your heart, and that's what be the blues guys showed me. You know, and these yes. guys are just these guys are true. man. You know, BB King would say more to me. He would say more to Young Ross the Boss, Young Ross Friedman from the Bronx. <laughs> he would say. <laughs> He would say more to me than a billion notes with his three yeah. or four notes, you know. Yeah. So there's an honesty. It's a communication, isn't it? There's an honesty there, and it's like it's like oh, I love Ingve, so I'm not shitting on Ingve here. But there's some of his albums where it's just note vomit, and it doesn't speak to me. But some of that early material, the first three yes. albums, for example, I listen to all the time still. He's a great player. I mean, we all know that, you know. And I'll tell you so. But you know, you know, he'll, uh, <laughs> he, you know, <laughs> he. Uh, yeah, he's 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 fantastic. Yeah. You know, he'll tell you he'll tell you he's a great player as well. Don't worry. Yeah, he will tell you. Yes. <laughs> God bless his cotton socks. We love Ingvay. We truly do. We he's love, very you know, very tight you know, and strong. Father, my father told me well, he wasn't. My father, God bless him, he's not with us any with me anymore. And he mm-hmm. he would go, you know, Ross, you know, let them tell you you're great. You don't have to tell them. If you have to tell people how good you are, you're not very good. Yeah, he goes. Let them tell you, and I never forgot that from my father. He's, you know, with his dad. You know what? You were right. Yeah, that's very sage advice, right there. It's very not. Sage advice, don't yeah. don't. He said you don't tell people how good you are. That's why I like saying, Joey, don't tell people how good you are, for how fast you are. I'm the fastest bass player in the world. Who gives a fuck? I mean, mm. really, you know, that and that and uh, you know, two two dollars and fifty cents gets you on the subway these days. I mean, you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's very Don't interesting. Don't tell anybody. Let them tell you. Let them tell you. And that's that's been the way I've handled myself my whole life. Yeah. Well, long may you continue to reign, brother. And uh, look, I better let you go. I've got to get these kids up and uh, up and ready, mate. But before I do, mate, are you are you comfortable with everything we've spoken about for me to release it as a on my podcast series? Yeah. Of course. Wonderful, mate. I love you, mate. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so I don't always get that. Sometimes I get, no, we need to remove this and stuff. And uh, uh, I, I mean, know. I didn't say anything horrible, did I? Of course not. No, nothing Nothing that wouldn't stand up in court, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. That's good. Yeah. All right, brother. Look, I love your work. You can tell that. Uh, long may you continue to reign. And, uh, mate, when all this bullshit corona, COVID-19 yeah. thing is done, yeah. mate, I really hope to see Everybody's- you down here again. Everybody stay safe. Do what you got to do. You can tell any of your journalist friends if they want to talk to me. I'd be more than glad to. I have plenty of time. So, uh, yeah, I'll let Dennis know, mate. He'll he'll be, I'm sure he'll be very happy to hook him up with Chip. Yeah, no dramas. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Andrew. It was a pleasure talking to you. Likewise, mate. Thanks again, mate. Talk to you soon again. Catch you. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List online, and my name, of course, is Andrew Mackay-Smith. That interview subject was the great and powerful 
the very legendary, I'm borrowing from Joe Rogan there when I say that, but I think it needs to be done because this is all true for Mr. Ross Friedman, a.k.a. Ross the Boss. Thanks so much for listening.